Welcome to SickCast, brought to you by Sick Research Institute, illuminating every path. This episode of the SickCast is from a live conference titled Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib, the Benevolent Warrior, that originally took place on Saturday, March 27, 2021. Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib's compositions primarily focus on strengthening individuals, thereby enabling them to experience their fullest human potential while living in this world. Follow along with Inikor as she shares her understanding and learnings from three of the Guru's compositions. Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib Voices O mind, transcend. It is the 400th Prakash Purab anniversary of Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib. I need to mark this momentous occasion, knowing fully well that I will not be on planet Earth for the 450th celebration. Therefore, I tried to study the Shabads of the Guru and internalize them. Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib's Shabads, though slender in volume, blaze intensely. The Shabads are concise, requiring little adornment. The Guru applies a simple poetic structure to convey the message, which is both direct and immediate. The thrust of the Guru's Shabad is neither mystical nor metaphysical. They are persistently principled. The Shabbats focus on releasing one from bondage to oneself and connecting oneself to the mission of discovering one's integrity. This is done by pulling oneself out from the fragmented universe of one's fears and linking oneself from within to a nobler purpose. For only when one is so connected can one discover one's humanity and attain the fullest human stature. The Shabbats present well-defined choices. The choice between a purposeful living and an animal existence. Between moral courage and individual pursuit. Between bondage to ageing disease and death and freedom from these bondages. Each Shabad of Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib has a distinctive invocation style and mostly begins with votaries, mother or oh my mind. This form of invocation gives the Shabad a melancholic resonance. These lyrical outpourings are of a guru in bliss. Therefore, even the gravest of them reveal profound compassion. These outpourings seem to be flowing intuitively from an inner calmness and gracefulness. The longing for the divine is intensely passionate, signifying zeal and piety. In the Guru's composition, we see elements of virag, 
or Berag. Berag is a compound word. The first constitutes ver, meaning without, and the second part is rag, meaning love, harmony, delight, attraction, etc. Therefore, virag has been translated as detachment, indifference, aloofness, and interpreted as rejecting worldly quests, wealth and power, and indifference towards worldly objects. However, according to Gurmat, the Guru's way, virag is an attitude of the mind and not an act of renunciation for complete devotion. It is a worldly life that rules out any condensation for the reality of life, material objects or environment. It is a self-sacrifice mindset emanating from the vastness for humanity's well-being and the individual spiritual development to experience divine reality. Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib clarifies Virag, which, in essence, is the opposite of attachment. Attachment is considered to be devotion to the things of senses, to the objects of affection and the fruits of one's actions. The Guru advises detachment from the things of the senses, objects of affection and fruits of one's actions, simultaneously pointing towards the higher purpose of connecting with the Divine. The Guru's Virag is of living unblemished amidst the impurities of life. It is the Virag of self-sacrifice for justice, faith and freedom for humanity. And it is the Virag of self-transcendence. Self-transcendence lies not in hoping that aggression disappears. It lies in the determination to overlook and rise above it. The Guru emphasizes that self-transcendence be the unwavering quest of the being. Virag is fundamental to Sikhi. Therefore, one needs to understand this emotion's profoundness. Before the state of Virag is the state of Birha. Birha is when one senses a separation. When this separation becomes unbearable, the yearning for a meeting intensifies. In this meeting, one is prepared to do anything and everything to meet one's love. This intense yearning and the readiness to do what it takes to meet is the state of Virag. I found myself drifting. Therefore, I chose to focus on Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib's three Shabads in Rag Dev Kanthari. Scholarly work on this Rag is pending. We currently know that Dev Kanthari is a rare ancient North Indian Rag and forms part of the Guru Granth Sahib. It is the ninth rag in the 31 rag series that is part of the Guru Granth Sahib composition. 
This rag first appears on page 728. There are 47 Shabads composed in this rag, of which Guru Arjan Sahib composed 38, Guru Ramdas Sahib composed 6, and Guru Teik Bahadur Sahib composed 3. Rag Devgandhari has a softness and is sung in rich curves and with a slow tempo in the morning. It expresses emotions of elevation and invokes feelings of union and self-realization. I share the three Rag Devgandhari Shabads that I transcreated. Yes, I use the word transcreated. What is transcreation? Transcreation is translating and recreating the original text in a new language while assuring it is appropriate in the context for which it is intended. For the transcreation to resonate with the intended audience, the transcreator takes liberties, as I have done. I have tried to stay as close as possible to the literal meaning. However, I have added a few words for clarity or enhancement. There can never be only one correct translation, for Shabbat is infinite and we are finite. This is my understanding at the moment, which was different yesterday and may evolve tomorrow as I deepen my relationship with Shabbat. I begin with the first Shabbat of the Guru in Rag Dev Gandhari, which appears on 536 of the Guru Granth Sahib. One creative and pervasive force experienced through true Guru's grace. Revealed by Guru Teik Bahadur Sahib in the musical measure of Rag Dev Gandhari. This mind does not follow the slightest instruction. I keep instructing, guiding. It does not forsake its ignorant thinking. Rahav, reflect. Madly intoxicated in the world play, it does not sing the virtues of the all-pervading. Indulging in pretenses cheats the world fills own belly. As the dog's tail does not straighten, the mind does not hear the instruction. Says Nanak, intently, incessantly, remember Chama Divine's Nam, by which life object is realized. The Guru invokes his mind to share profound teaching on how to realize one's life objective. It is an intimate and non-threatening way of conveying something sensitive and life-altering. Using the commoner's language and through everyday examples, the Guru describes the mind's nature by invoking his mind. The Guru says that the mind is not listening to him for even a moment he has instructed the mind repeatedly, yet it refuses to listen. 
there is a tiredness, a sense of exhaustion that is being expressed. The mind has become tainted and intoxicated with the worldly razzle-dazzle. A different way of thinking has entered the mind. So how can it even remember to sing the virtues of the divine? Deception has also entered and the mind is absorbed in devious ways to increase its worth. The Guru then equates the mind to the dog's tail that does not straighten, implying, how can the mind listen intently to anything? In the last line, the Guru instructs the mind in no uncertain terms. The mind needs to intentionally and willfully remember the virtues the attributes of the charmer divine to obtain the real life objective. In this Shabbat, the condition of the mind is laid out. One can give it all kinds of instructions, but it's not going to change. The intoxication of illusion is so enticing that the mind has embraced this habit and has hardened the way to break the pattern and change the mind is by consciously remembering the divine virtues, the divine qualities. The Shavad began with the question of the mind and the last line answered that question. The second Shabbat of Guru in Rag Dev Gandhari is also on page 536 of the Guru Granth Sahib Revealed by Guru Tegh Bahadur Sahib in the musical measure Rag Dev Gandhari Every relationship functions when one is alive with mother, father, brother, son, relatives then even the wife Rahau Reflect when breath separates from the body, all witnessing scream ghost. No one keeps the body for even a moment, sends it out from home. O oh mind, having reflected within the heart and observed, this creation of the world is like a deer's thirst illusion. Says Nanak, intently, incessantly, remember Chama Divine's Nam. With it comes freedom. In the second Shabbat, the Guru again invokes his mind and lists the familial relatives and even the wife. Then there are those with whom we establish bonds through gatherings and the exchange of gifts. These are considered to be close relationships. However, they only exist when we are alive. When the breath leaves the body, everyone in these relationships calls the body a ghost and hurries to get it out of the house. The heart is being asked to reflect on these temporary relationships. These temporary relationships are like the mirage the deer encounters in the desert. The deer sees the water-like mirage ahead, runs towards the illusionary water to quench its thirst, only to realize 
that it has gone past the water. So it runs back and forth, trying to get this imaginary water and is ultimately exhausted. In the last line, the Guru instructs the mind to intentionally and willfully remember the Chama divine attributes, virtues, for that will bring freedom. In this Shabbat, familial and close relationships are symbolized as mirages. Those we consider as ours are not willing to keep us for even a moment when life leaves us. This distorted perception entangles us and brings pain. The Guru urges us to develop an insightfulness, to appreciate the nature of these relationships, not through the lens of detachment that requires renunciation, but with an awareness that these relationships are not ours. They are temporary. The only way to rise and free ourselves is by consciously and incessantly remembering the divine qualities. We now go to the second Shabbat of the Guru in Rag Dev Kantari. It is also on page 536 of the Guru Granth Sahib. I have seen false love in the world. All are involved only in their own comfort whether wife or friend. Rahal, reflect. Everyone says, mine, mine, consciousness entangled in the attachment. At the final moment, no one is a companion. This is the astonishing societal norm. Foolish mind still does not understand, tired of incessantly teaching it. Nanak, those who sing songs of the divine, they cross over the world ocean. In the third Shabbat, the Guru addresses the people. The Guru articulates that he has seen that the love in the world is deceptive. The question arises, which love? In the earlier two Shabbats and in this one, it is the love that emanates from the closest relationships. The Guru reveals that the wife and friends are after their own comfort. Everyone's consciousness is entwined in the mind-mind bondage. Yet, there is no companion at the final breath. And this is the astonishing model of society. The Guru further states, that in spite of the mind being taught this repeatedly, the ignorant mind does not understand this norm. And in the last line, the Guru declares that the one who sings the divine songs frees oneself and lives a realized life. In the Shabbat, love, attachment, bondage and freedom are striking. The intoxication of this illusionary love is ingrained and blinding. How do we overcome this habitual intoxication? The answer is there. It is through singing the songs of the divine, a conscious and physical action. When we sing, we remember, we understand, 
we identify with divine virtues. When this deliberate action becomes a part of our journey, it weakens habitual intoxication and gradually one begins one's journey towards living a realized life. These three Shabbats reveal the reason why the mind refuses to listen in, recognizing its life objective. They also reveal the way the mind can transcend and recognize its life objective. The reason for the separation, the mind is intoxicated in illusion and is unwilling to listen to its life objective, thereby performing all actions stemming from this deception. The way to transcend is through the conscious and willful effort of remembering divine virtues. Remembering begins externally before moving internally. At first, it is a conscious remembrance, then it starts to resound within, transcending the mind effortlessly. What is the objective of remembering? It is to feel the presence. For when we feel the presence, we have encountered the source, the one, the beautiful. Living in remembrance is the glorification of life, where one can appreciate the physical attributes and beauty of life and experience the metaphysical. A universal being emerges, accepting pain and pleasure, praise and criticism, family and adversary, wealth and absence in the same manner. The only distinction for this transcendent being is between transient and eternal. Guru Tegh Bahadur Saab's compositions primarily focus on strengthening individuals, thereby enabling them to experience their fullest human potential while living in this world. This is transcendence, liberation, and the ultimate freedom. This brings me to the end of my essay. I want to take a couple of moments to share with you my journey with these three Shabbats. Yes, I translated, transcreated each word, that there was this intellectual understanding, which is important, I agree, to a certain degree. This process took me about two and a half months. But I truly felt there was something that I was not getting. I was missing something. Then the week of the conference, I began singing these Shabbats and they began to resound within me. And lo and behold, Guru graced and I received what was meant for me. And in that spirit, I am sharing that. The last line of each Shabbat was transformative for me. I know the Rahau is the central line of the Shabbat. That is what we normally focus on. But I guess the message for me was different and it came through loud and clear for me in the last line of every Shabbat. So the last line of the first Shabbat says Nanak, by which life objective is realized. Focus on the words, life objective is realized. So now the second Shabbat, the last line of the second Shabbat, 
says Nanak, intently, incessantly, remember Chama Divine's Nam. With it comes freedom. Then comes freedom. When life objective is realized, you will experience freedom. The last line of the third Shabbat is, Nanak, those who sing songs of the divine, they cross over the world ocean. Then you will cross over the world ocean. So let's begin. So when life objective is realized, you will experience freedom. And this is how you will rise above the dualities, challenges, pains, and live in a state of anand, bliss, where you are very much a part of the world, but not of it. And to me, Guru has shown the way to live in that consciousness. Thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at info at sikri.org. Vaheguruji ki Fateh. You are listening to Sikh Cast by Sikh Research Institute. Illuminating every path.